What is up, LA Weekly listeners? You are riding the bench with Evan and Izzy. We've got a got a lot of lot of lot to talk about today. We've got a lot of catching up to do. We got we got some Lakers and Clippers playoffs. Finally, some NBA playoffs. Excited about that. We've got the Dodgers. They're the bats are finally starting to heat up a little bit. So best record in the league. So mm-hmm. Good to see. MLS starting LAFC Galaxy this weekend. Mm-hmm. Saturday playing each other. So we got uh, uh, hockey's going on too, but uh, the teams didn't make the playoffs. So I guess we not talk about those people. Yeah, we don't. We don't, we don't need to talk about hockey. So it's not important right now. But let's do it. Artists, we got uh, NBA playoff basketball in August. Yes, it kind of looks like summer league. It looks like a rec league. How is the? How I, is it treating you? you I didn't. Games? I didn't even think about. I'd. I'd have to check, but I feel like I'd be in Vegas right now watching. I know. <laughs> watching the summer league in games. Vegas. Oh my god. I see a lot of people going to Vegas, actually. <laughs> yeah. You see a lot of people going to Vegas? I, I see a lot of people going to Vegas. I see a lot of people going to Vegas, and I don't know if I want to go to Vegas or I want the people that are going to Vegas to wear a mask while they're in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't see much uh, mask wearing now. <laughs> but, yeah, they're definitely not going for, for summer league basketball, that's for sure. It's in Orlando. Everyone playoff basketball. Playoff basketball in August. How about that? And uh, – both both our LA teams are in there. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, they're both there. Lakers, Clippers. Uh, as of today, Lakers one and one didn't look very good in the first game. Um, Clippers. No. Clippers are up two and one. They actually did not look good the first two games, um, but they. I mean, they turned it around this last game today, uh, pulling off the victory against the Mavericks. All I got to say is uh, Luka Doncic, he's a beast, man. Yeah. That guy that guy can run. He, in the first two games, okay, so this is his first playoff series. His first two games against the Clippers here, he had the most points scored for, um, for the debut, first two debut games, first two games ever in the playoffs. So he he passed Kareem for that. So that that's kind of special, man. That's yeah. not, not everyone's just doing that. And yeah. – uh, they had 34 points. Uh, he had uh, 34 points this evening. Yeah. Uh, the, in the loss to uh, yeah yeah to, to LA. Well, the the good thing the good thing for the Clippers is they they took a little bit more control this game because the first two games they were seriously just outplayed the whole time. If Kristaps Porzingis doesn't get hurt. They very well could have lost game one. They were, I believe they were down by six when, when Porzingis got, not hurt, I'm sorry, he got ejected. When uh, Porzingis got ejected, they got in a little bit of a shoving match with the Clippers. And uh, some people say a little bit of a quick whistle, and he was out. So Luca tried to carry them. Clippers came out on top. Um, then game two, they they just came out flat again. They didn't have um, they didn't have their defensive anchor at point, Pat Beverly. That didn't help. Um, they defensively, they they were just off. They're a they're a top five defense all season, and Luca was just cooking them up, which was concerning until today's game. Uh, they they did it, man. They played they played good defense. They they put. I mean, Luca. Luca had a little bit of an injury there, which will help. We'll help the Clippers out a little bit. But, I mean, you obviously don't want to see anyone get injured, especially a talent like Luka Doncic. You want to, you want to see him play. Yeah. He's not but, the only injury that we've seen, obviously, this year. Um, looked like Dame Lillard had a little bit of a finger injury. Oh, man. Uh, in game two against the 30-point uh, blowout yeah, uh, man. versus and, uh, our Lakers. And the Bla- so the Blazers, they have that. Their best player just dislocated his finger. Obviously not something that you want to see, even if you're a Laker fan, you don't want to see your opposition get hurt. But it's a shooting yeah. it's not his shooting hand. I, I think he'll be okay. I think he's gonna play. Yeah. Um, but an- another big one for them that I think is gonna really help the Lakers, unfortunately, the you don't want to see injuries, like we said before. Uh, but their starting power forward, Zach Collins. He's going to have season-ending surgery. 
Um, he was already gone most of the season. They, You know what? When you think about it, the Blazers kind of lucked out that they even had him play in the bubble at all because he, he dislocated his shoulder, Zach Collins, and he probably would not have played the rest of the season if it had not been postponed the way that it was. And right. uh, yeah. So unfortunately, man, the, the luck on this guy, he gets hurt again. So they're going to be a, a little, a little short on, as far as power forward. I don't know, maybe Melo plays those minutes, but that's definitely something that the, the Lakers are going to have to take advantage. Uh, Anthony Davis, we're going to have to see him dominate man he's gonna have to play he's gonna have to play like he did in game two um if we want to get ahead in this playoff series yeah um it looks like it looks like they can make easy work of portland if uh, you know they play like they do um i think in game in game one um there's some glaring uh just you know just what stands out to me the most uh, Caldwell Pope goes 0 for 9 on the field Oof. in 29 minutes and 0 for th- and 0 for 5 at the three-point line. He had one point. Caldwell, yeah. point. Caldwell Pope had one point in game one, and that was a free throw. Um, James goes uh, – Davis goes 0 for 5 at the three-point line in game one. Why are you shooting five threes? He went <laughs> 8 for 24 from the field in 39 minutes. We can't have that, but – in game two, it looks like, you know, I don't know if it was LeBron James or who's commanding that locker room. Obviously, it's probably LeBron. Um, but we see Anthony come out 29 minutes. He goes three for four from the three-point line and 13 for 21 in the field with 31 points. He definitely That's, looked more comfortable. He looked more comfortable. He looked smooth. He looked like he figured out the Portland defense. Uh, we have uh, Kuzma, who's – uh, plays 21 minutes with seven points, goes two for six. Um, you know, I need Kuzma to kind of step up his game and just, like, play like he's part of the big three. Yeah. Um, I know you can't – right now you can't claim that Kuzma is the big three. I know it's LeBron James and Anthony um, and Davis. But, you know, LeBron, he's there for, to be the facilitator. But, like, we talked about this before – if nobody's hitting those outside, it's outside shots. The the LeBron James drive and pass out, or the LeBron James layup, uh, and you know for a foul does not work. Um, that's what that's what scares me for for the rest of this playoffs. Maybe not so much with Portland because they don't they're they're not abs, they're not the best defensively. Let's let's be honest. Sure. So the, the Lakers should out like most of the year. I feel like he's just getting his feet under him. That's another Um, one where, where they got lucky. Like we said about Collins, Nurkic was out. He wasn't supposed to play this year. The season gets, gets, I feel like Whiteside has found a good spot there coming from Miami. Um, But I still don't feel like those guys are more dominant than our AD and JaVale. Dwight Howard combination. They're, um, they're just too big down there. They're just um, too big down there. But as a team, uh, I feel like the Lakers shot uh, – they shot 36% uh, or 47% from the field in game two. So that, in comparison to their 35% in game one, is what is going to carry the team. So hopefully – we can continue getting this type of intensity. Um, I've said this a couple times in different circles. I want everybody to play with the intensity that Alex Caruso plays with. When that guy's on the floor, he's up in defender's face. He's running 100 miles an hour. Uh, he's always going for the ball. And sometimes, I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's because these guys can't get engaged right now. I don't know if it's just – it just doesn't feel like a playoff series. I don't know if you feel that way. Like I said, it feels like rec league. It feels like, um, I don't know, it just doesn't feel normal. And we're playing in unnatural circumstances. And yeah, uh, NBA playoffs are some of the most intense, uh, like, games, you know, to watch. I mean, it's all, you know, sometimes the playoff games are more exciting than the actual finals. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it comes down to, 
the environment inside the bubble. And I don't know, I don't know what it's like playing that type of, you know, with there's so much on the line in such a, um, I don't know the, uh, what's, I can't describe the environment. It seems like it's just so, um, uh, passive, you know, yeah. there's no, there's no, um, there's no home crowd advantage. You can't, if you're on the road, even on the road, like you would, you would think you'd be more engaged because you're just trying to tune the fans out or something like that. So the, these, I mean, these, they're doing their, they're professionals. They're doing their best to be hyped up, to be engaged. Uh, let, let's be honest. The, the crowd gives energy. It gives sure. energy to the arena, gives energy yeah. to the players. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no way around it. Uh, and from a 360 degree, you know, it's like, I don't know how the, the screens are set up in the arena. I don't know if it's uh, <laughs> that weird wall. <laughs> if it's like, you know, all around them or, or whatever, if it's just on one side, but all of okay. that can <laughs> kind play. Of, kind of in a, as an aside, uh, so I was watching Friday Night Smackdown just before uh, just before we came on. I was too, as 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 I usually do. Uh, yeah. So they they just debuted today something kind of similar to what the NBA is doing with with the the fans on the screen, but they're they're putting individual monitors on seats. So the, so they've got they've got rows going, and it it looks insane, yeah. dude. It looks like. It looks like some black mirror stuff, dude. Yeah, truly. I think we're going to get more and more. uh, And now that we're on the topic of, you know, having these events with, um, there's two events that I saw outside of the U.S. that I was like, wow, this could be the next type of like festival setting that we see. I don't don't like it. you, You can't replace the, you can't replace the being there man i saw in i think it was uh germany or somewhere like that they had a social distancing concert where some dude played on a stage in a field but the seats were elevated um kind of like a small fork like a forklift or not a forklift, oh, so, so they like were like scissors. platforms right yeah they were all separate platforms. i saw that so, yeah so you could you know i maybe five or six people could sit up on the platform and there was a platform gotcha. So that seemed cool. That definitely like, limits how many people you can have. There. It definitely limits how many people. And then it's like, also, it's like, I want to go walk around the show. I don't want to just stand in one spot. Or yeah. Sit well, in one let, spot. Let, let's just hope that's not the future of anything. Yeah. Let's just hope not. Uh, like <laughs> yeah, Fauci. So, uh, that, yo, hook us up, Fauci. Damn. Get that vaccine. Yo, you can't throw a pitch for a lick, but at least make us a vaccine, bro. I've heard people, <laughs> there's two arguments. There are people saying that, oh my God, like I don't trust him because he can't throw a baseball. <laughs> but other people were saying, I trust his medical expertise even more because he can't throw a baseball. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't want your uh... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But yeah, so so back to the Lakers. Um they obviously they shot terribly first game. They went yeah. 5 for 32 from 3, which you 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 don't want and that's that's the biggest fear on a LeBron James team whether it was in Cleveland, whether it was with the heat and even here now for whatever reason that's the way the team has to be built he penetrates he either kicks out to a three-point guy or he drives it and tries to get a layup or a dunk but yeah. that that's a scary way to play that he's gotten away with a lot because he's a monster but to not have the weapons that can create their own shots is scary. And that's, that's what the Lakers need. They need Kuzma to be that other guy who knows he, he's definitely, he's able to create his own shot. It just, it feels like he, he's hesitant at times. So that he needs to, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know if it's like, he's still, and I don't, I'm not calling him a rookie, but it's almost like he has this, like, uh, he was one of our, Art. So he, we, we've always thought of him as He's that. not going anywhere. Like they yeah. can't cut him now. So I'm saying like, if I'm not seeing Caruso play with more, like as much intensity as, or excuse me, if I'm not seeing Kuzma play with as much intensity as Caruso, there's, there's an off balance there. Caruso is, I mean, I don't know, maybe the most unathletic guy in the Lakers right now, maybe Jared <laughs> Dudley, but he's out there giving 
everything because yeah. he knows he's not that athletic. And he can dunk. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he can slam it down. I think that's the most yeah, surprising I mean, thing he, about he, he's got He's got some bunnies on him. He's he can got, get like, up. He's got bounce. And he's got yeah. intensity, but it's – He's not, blown, he's not blown by anybody. Though. No, he's not blown by anybody. He's not a monster, but, I mean, he'll put it on you, dude. He'll hang on you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So that's cool, but I want to see Kuzma there. I want to see – I feel like this is Kuzma and AD's team after LeBron. This is LeBron passing them the torch, and he needs to capitalize on it because if not, they're going to get bounced because – a lot of people in LA were like, yo, what's good with they we lost by seven points the first game and everybody was like, damn. Portland had gone on this tear. They hadn't lost a game yet, and they came out. Dame's fucking oops. Dame's hitting uh shots from half court on command. And we're like, yeah. dang, are we gonna get bounced? But I feel like so they they've been playing at a hundred for a little while now. They've because they've had to the this whole the whole bubble all eight games or nine games for them were basically playoff games because if they if they blew it they were out if they 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 did lose a few games and <laughs> it sucks that the suns went undefeated and still didn't scratch the playoffs but uh yeah so portland had to play at 100 this whole time and as soon as game one started, they came out guns blazing. Yeah, I don't know if the Lakers are ready for that. Like, they yeah. kind of looked like they were playing at the same tempo as they were in the last game of their that, – And that, that's another worry, too. You, you've got guys like JR that just came in. We just brought him in because of the whole bubble situation. And we were trying to figure out where he fits on the team. Everyone was trying to gel again. Yeah, Dion Waiters in a similar situation. It was like they were trying to figure out the team, what the team was going to look like. And that's not something you want to see at the end of the season. Right. You, you want right. to already be there. And that that's kind of partially because Avery Bradley sat out. It's, it's, it's mostly because Avery Bradley. And again, like we've said in the past, we don't blame him. Yeah. He well, they're also missing a big piece of the puzzle with Rondo being out with a hand injury. Oh, I and totally forgot about Rondo. He's, that, he's, oh. He was about to come back. He was in. He was uh, inactive for the second game, um, but I do believe that he's cleared to play, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see him come in game game three. Rondo should help. He's he's a little long in the tooth. But he's, he'll get you some good minutes. He'll, he'll play hard, obviously. He'll agitate people on defense. He's he knows what's up. This is Somebody this is I want to lean on, though, for just like I want to lean on LeBron. Uh, yeah. Like I want to lean on JaVale because they've been there. Uh, Rondo's a champion. Uh, yeah. Rondo was one of the scariest players on the Celtics, uh, you know, in the 2009-2010 era when the Lakers were going back-to-back with them. Uh, So I know Rondo is there mentally. And Rondo is someone who knows how to get to the basket consistently. He's obviously – he's lost a step with age, but he – And he's had injuries. Like, I feel like he's been injured the last couple years too. Yeah, so obviously injuries play a factor, but if he can come and play some solid minutes at the point – and let's say AD or LeBron are not on the floor and they need some buckets, I would trust Rondo. I would even trust Rondo to get Kuz the ball and get him That's going. what – he's totally a facilitator in that way. He's an incredible passer, um, and he knows how to read defenses. Like, like yeah. Rondo is a, a great decoy because he can score while he can get these other guys – I'm not afraid to dish it out to Danny Green. I'm not afraid to dish it out to KCP. I'm not afraid to dish it out to Kuzma or Caruso. But the the thing is, they need they need to hit the shots because yeah. that's the game plan that they have. And if if they can't hit from the outside, we're gonna look like we did in game one. Yeah, you you can't go five for thirty two from three. Yeah, you gotta hit 
at least six. No. <laughs> no. No, but seriously, it, the and hopefully it'll come. Hopefully uh for the rest of this playoffs they'll they'll start hitting some shots. But uh let, let let's move over to some some Dodger baseball. Yeah. You know you read my mind. <laughs> so the Dodgers are starting to heat up. They I mean it, it's hard to say that they were playing badly because They've been in first place just about the whole season already. I think they went yeah. down to second for like a minute, but they mm-hmm. most of the lineup was not hitting well, man. Um, Corey Seager and AJ Pollock were were spraying it everywhere. They were getting theirs. Uh, Pollock surprisingly, he had a he had a not the best year last year, so it's nice to see him going. But once Mookie started getting going, that's over. That's what so we needed. I, he has uh, he has nine home runs already. We can't stress. Uh, I can't stress this enough. That was the most critical signing the Dodgers have made yeah, in the he last made twenty a really years. Really big difference, like uh, on the I, like our base running. I feel like has gotten a lot better with him. I know. I think we're leaving runners on base uh, more than the uh, than we should be. Yeah. But uh, Mookie's base running is like is like night and day compared to what I've seen um, in like terms of Dodgers. I feel like maybe yeah, oh, I mean, Taylor the, was the our last, best base runner. Kike, the last three maybe. or four years, the Dodgers just didn't run. Yeah, they did not run. And they left guys on base. And you know, you know what's insane? Dave Roberts was such a good base stealer when he was a Dodger, <laughs> and it's it's nuts. He that became he... <laughs> famous in Boston because of stealing a base. Yeah, he he won everyone free uh, Taco Bell tacos. Yeah, for that's stealing, right. for stealing that base. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, the Dodgers haven't been really known for being good on the base paths, but uh, Mookie. He's definitely that, and Mo- Mookie's so good that he made Austin, <laughs> he made Austin Barnes better, dude. Yeah. So, hey, fun fact about Austin Barnes, yeah. uh, you know he he took a while to uh, to get going. He took. But I will give you, um, I'll give you three guesses to guess his current batting average. So I, uh, I'm. I haven't checked the stats for today, so I don't I don't know how he did, but from what I last saw, he was in the three hundreds. Is he still in the three hundreds? So he's 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 hitting right now two eighty eight. Okay, so it went so down. He went down. Okay, but he's usually in like the eight or nine hole. Yeah, so he's a he's like a two forty hitter. So like for for you know for your eight hole to be hitting three hundred. So he he admitted, Barnes admitted that Mookie was helping him with his swing. He was helping him with his approach at the plate. And as soon as that happened, he went on a on an eight game hit streak. He brought up his average to three. I think it was three oh six when he was when he was hitting point ninety. Yeah, that's how bad his batting average was. He was way below the Mendoza line, and he went from that to being a three hundred hitter. In like the last week, which is insane, um, Bellinger is starting to find his stroke. We were, it, it was a little worrisome. He wasn't his average still isn't good. He hasn't been getting the ball in gaps like he usually does. But he he his bat woke up. He got his he home hits swing. so he the one thing that I've noticed about Bellinger is that he hits into the shift a lot, and yeah. I feel like he needs to start playing baseball a little bit more. I feel like he needs he's a you know, I don't know Cody, but he seems like a guy that when when his bat wakes up, he wakes up and he can hit the ball where he wants. Once well, see, he can once he here's gets the thing. one. They he's he's been shifted his whole career. He usually hits the ball so well that it, it gets through the shift like so much. I mean, he had the MVP campaign, MVP season last year, obviously. He was shifted the whole season and he, I mean, he he knows how to he knows how to get around it. Um, I don't know. Maybe he should get a bunt down and <laughs> run it out, right? He's got a long yeah. But no, I don't, I don't, I don't think he needs to go that far. He he's starting to hit again. He, we we've seen him 
uh, clear the yard a, a couple of times already. Um, with so this he's week, actually, so. I think he, he has six home runs. Mm-hmm. And I was calling it. I was saying over, over – uh, I don't think that's going to happen, bud. So we'll see, man. <laughs> I mean, he's still got a couple games left. Mookie's got nine. He's behind. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. Well so- – uh, so Belly did hit. Uh, he hit DH today and got a couple knocks. So finally, his batting average uh, is over 200, which took him a while. Slightly but... over 200. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not gonna fret on Cody because I know I know the talent's there. I know the drive is there. Uh, we're playing in unprecedented circumstances right yeah. now, and um, everything it, is just weird right now. Everything is just weird. Um, but, uh, what's, uh, what's, you know, we talked about this before the, uh, the, the, we got the, the crowd noise, we got the fans in the stands and we actually talked to a fans the, the, in the, the stands. <laughs> we do have that. We had technically, there are fans in the stands and we talked to one of them, didn't we? Yeah. So, all right. So I don't, I don't know if you guys, you guys probably heard the story. It was a, a few weeks ago, Will Smith hit a. He hit a home run into shallow left field, and he knocked out this particular fan. All right, this all right, this sounds bad if there's no context. There's obviously cutouts. There's cardboard cutouts that you purchase at Dodger Stadium. Wouldn't be the first person to be knocked out at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> yeah, that, that's for sure. There have been plenty of knockouts at Dodger Stadium, unfortunately. <laughs> so, so. Austin Donnelly is the the most recent one and probably going to be the only one this season, thankfully. Uh, Well, I don't know. But Will Smith hits this home run and essentially knocks the cardboard cutout of Austin Donnelly's head off. So Austin Donnelly is a super Dodger fan. He bought bought that cardboard cutout out out in the the pavilion and they've been opening up the sections uh here and there i've you you'll see it in between innings they'll be talking about it hey buy your buy your cut out here it goes to charity and all that good stuff so there's a great story that evan wrote about it on on laweekly.com so check that out we he talks about what you got to do if you actually want a cardboard cutout which is what austin did and uh will smith actually reached out to him and so I talked to him, to, to Donnelly, and he, he told me what, what was up. Here's what happened. Assuming you're a lifelong Dodger fan, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's no way that you get a cutout like that without being a lifelong Dodger fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah, exactly. <laughs> when, I, when we saw that that was a, an opportunity, like we can't not do that. So, uh, so how, many, how many of you guys actually did a cutout? Is there like, is like a group of friends? Is it family? Or how did that work for you? It is just me and my dad. Um, we've had season tickets for a while now, and my, my mom and sister didn't want one uh, for whatever reason. So and for my dad, that was a pretty pretty obvious choice. So he is, <laughs> he's technically right next to me, but I think he's on the other side of an aisle, so there's about four or five feet. Separate. Oh, no, that's the worst. That's, yeah. like when, that's like when you buy a ticket on StubHub and they don't Yeah, exactly. You. And then you're, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, where were you on the day that it happened? He knocked your block um, off. It was an early Saturday game. I, I believe it was one of those 1 p.m. games, right? Those are usually kind of tough to maybe tune into, but uh, were, you, were you tuning into that game? Yeah, I think it was the national TV one, and I, uh, I watched the first couple innings at home, and then I lived close to the beach, and it was a nice day, and I had some friends that wanted to socially distance, of course, at the beach, so I just thought I'd, I'd head down there, and I was streaming the game on my phone. I was watching on my phone for – probably up until about the eighth inning. And then I put my phone down for about 10, 15 minutes and I come back and it's just going off. I have my mom's, te- my mom's the one that texts me the video. I tweeted out every, every person that was watching the game, about 30 people are texting me. People are my friends that follow me on Twitter going, no, I just saw you get your head knocked off on Twitter. Take a look at this. So uh, I actually didn't see it happen live, which is kind of the funny thing. Cause I've watched probably about 99% of the pitches they throw throughout the year live. Oh no! So the one time you put yeah, your the, phone down. Yeah, the one time I'm not watching the game is when something like this happens, which I guess is just how how it goes. Oh my god! Um, so what was what was your reaction when you first saw the footage? Uh, it, for, first of all, it was just really funny because you know I I sent it, I was smiling in the picture, and then you just sort of see someone that's smiling get hit in the face. Well, it's pretty funny, and all my friends thought it was really funny, and then um, 
I thought, you know, this might be of interest to some people. I know they were talking about it on the broadcast, so I thought it would be funny for my friends that follow me on Twitter that maybe weren't watching the game if I tweet out this little little joke. I didn't certainly didn't expect anything to happen. I'm not I don't think the Dodgers said explicitly that if you get hit you get a cutout or you get a ball or whatever. I just thought it would be funny to sort of put that out there as a joke. And then I tweeted out and it just it, it took off like that. And <laughs> my phone, I think it I sent it out, what, about like 4 p.m. On, on Saturday, and my phone stopped vibrating, I think, Monday night or Tuesday morning. Like, stop. <laughs> the likes and retweets stopped sort of being nonstop, which is pretty crazy. I was wondering about that because um, during the broadcast, I don't know if it was that one or maybe one of the other ESPN. I, I think they did another one before that, but someone said that it, that was actually the case. And I don't know, they they always mess around. They always do jokes and stuff when they're commentating. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone on the, on the telecast said that if, if a fan gets hit, that they'll mail you the ball. And I wasn't sure if that was the case. I was going to ask you if that was like part of the agreement or if that, that's anything that's specifically in there, because I know at the end of the year, you actually get back your cutout, right? That's one of the yeah. things that's actually on there. But um, as far as what you know, there, there isn't anything about you so, supposedly getting the ball back for an issue like that as far as i know the dodgers said at the end of the year you get your cut out and they're going to put the little the little hologram on there so it's officially licensed which is cool but i don't think the dodgers have said i know the red sox have said if you're sitting on the green monster and you get hit you get like the ball and season tickets or something crazy like that and i think the a's have said it other teams have i don't really think the dodgers have explicitly said if it hits you you get the ball back i think that was just sort of that, that wasn't in the agreement that I read. They may have since then, but I, I have not seen anything about that when I looked through it. So when you, when you purchase these tickets or these, uh, <laughs> if it feels like you're purchasing these tickets, yeah. you, do you get to pick out where you sit or is it kind of like, they just kind of throw it where they feel it fits right for the TV or like, do, do you have any say in that? Yeah, you do. I, it varies by price. I think that the dugout club and the outfielder are sort of the two, highest value just because of the visibility you can get. And then I think field level, third base field level, which is where our seats normally are a little less and then loads a little less and and so on. But um, we, you get to pick, I think we actually got to pick the exact seats and then they say, we'll try and accommodate you as close as we possibly can, but you will be in this section. You may not get seat eight row, whatever, but you will be in that section. So we requested the outfield and the home run seats. I don't know if we got the exact seats seat number, but yeah. Probably not since they, they separated you and your pops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, did they say if they would patch you up? I mean, if it was, if it was a regular game situation <laughs> and you got hit in the face, they'd probably be sending you to guest services. At the yeah, it'd be, I'd be one of those uh, getting stretched out of there. They, the, the team did not. I got a response to my tweet from the guy that actually owns the company that produced the cutouts, and he said that they intended for them to be Will Smith proof and they're going to send out a replacement right away. That's and then awesome. the, the, uh, the guy who runs all the Dodgers media, Eric, he went out there and he took a little selfie with my cutout with the hole, the hole still in it. It's still out there. And so that was cool, but they haven't said what they're going to do with the damaged one. If, if they're going to send me that one and replace it, or if they're going to send me the replacement at the end of the year, they haven't said one way or another yet. Okay. That, I mean, that'd be nice because I mean, you, you, you paid for it and the intention is to get it at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. You, you, you'd kind of want it to be intact, right? Yeah, Exactly. So you sent out the tweet and Will Smith actually responded. So what was that like for you? That was pretty crazy. I mean, like I said, I wasn't really expecting anything to come of it. I just thought it would be funny for my friends to sort of see this video of me getting drilled in the face. And then <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, just hanging out. And then I see Will Smith has responded to your, to your tweet. And that's sort of a shock in itself. And then he's saying, uh, he said, sorry, he said, sorry for taking your head off. Shoot me a damn and I'll, I'll hook it up. So I, I DM'd him that night and he was a good sport about it. Super nice guy. And he just said, send me your home address and we'll, we'll send you something. He didn't specify what the something was. He just said, we'll send you something. So I sent him my home address and said, you know, thanks so much again. Have a great year. Good luck. And that was sort of the end of that. And he, and he sent you the, what, what was written on the bat. He sent you a bat. It was a awesome black bat signed. And I can, I can grab it right now. Actually, it's right over here. Yeah. I'd love to see that. Yeah, so this arrived and it was, I f- had a feeling it was about when the sort of shape of the box came up and he wrote, um, Hear that or in the face, go Dodgers, and then his signature right underneath it, just like that. That's awesome, man. Yeah, and then it's cool because it has his name. It's one of his official bats, so it's got his name there. And then it even has the little 
the the bat nom sticker that each player gets on the on the knob of their bat. So it's it's very cool. Um. So I mean, dude, this whole situation worked out pretty damn well for you. <laughs> you I mean, yeah. I, I mean, when we when we bought these, we sort of thought, you know, it'd be cool for in the outfield if you know someone hits a walk off home run or a double off the wall, we'll be we can pick ourselves out on MLB Network and we'll see our face there as they're scoring the winning run. The the yeah. idea that one of us would be hit in the face with a home run and in fact it's the first one of the of the entire sort of cutout um era that never even remotely was was on the radar for us how do you feel about the cutout so far i know they're trying to pipe in the noise in the stadium mm-hmm. and still kind of give that experience well how do you how do you feel about when you're watching the game so far it's uh it's definitely a little weird when they do those wide shots and they and they show the stands and they're completely empty and uh the, the piped in noise, I think, is sort of funny because somebody will hit a home run, there's like a three-second delay, and then the crowd goes wild. So it's, it's definitely a little interesting, but I definitely prefer the cutouts. I think Fox was doing the they, – they superimposed MLB the show fans over the stands. I didn't I didn't really like that as much. Um, yeah, that was but, kind of freaky. I, I, yeah, I caught that. <laughs> it, it's very weird looking. I don't think anything's just quite as good as the actual atmosphere that is created by having people in the stadium. So I hope that we get to a point public health wise where we're all able to to go back to the stadium very soon what's the first thing you're going to do when you go back when the when the open things up and the stadium's open do my usual get there like two hours before game time watch a little batting practice and eat a dodger dog (laughs) that's what i've been wanting to do since since (laughs) mid-march yeah i feel you man i feel you yeah it's tough uh i mean um I mean that that's all my those are all my questions. I I appreciate you jumping on with us for for a few minutes. Um, Thanks for having me. Congrats on everything, dude. That that's <laughs> it's you. a funny moment, dude. It's, it's 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 one of those sort of stories you tell your grandkids. <laughs> just one of those weird things in life, just sort of right place, right time. Yeah, and your grandkids are gonna be like, "Why were you a cutout?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hopefully, this is something that they don't even. It doesn't even make sense to them what's going. Yeah, on. hopefully they have no idea, and it's not something where cutouts are the norm <laughs> yeah exactly hopefully this time next year we're all we're all back at the stadium again and this is sort of the cutout is sort of a thing of the past so yeah man that's a that's an experience thing <laughs> i i do i just okay so if i buy a cutout and i get my head chopped off by bellinger or mookie can you can we interview me on <laughs> yeah dude you're gonna be all over the place <laughs> yeah all right tight well, With dude, that. that's like a dope congratulations. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, you know, he's technically kind of like the uh, – I know they're giving the foul balls away, but he actually caught a foul ball. Yeah. <laughs> with, this, with, like, with his head. <laughs> yeah, with his head. I mean, that's using your head for sure. That uh, the, the percentage of, of catching a foul ball with your head is very low, but but he got it done. Sorry, not a foul ball, a home run at, at that. To, of catching a ball with your head is very low, but – yeah, man, that <laughs> that totally happened. And so, uh, let, let, let's not forget about Kershaw. Let's talk about yeah, Kershaw. That's what bit. I was gonna say. So, what's going on with Kershaw? I mean, so he's obviously he's having he's, he's adding, having a nice little comeback season. He's having one of the like the most silent uh, uh, comeback. His his uh, it's hard to say comeback because he's so good. He's never he's, had a bad he's year. Never left. The guy never left yeah. the building. Well, here's Baseball a... left the building for a little bit this year. But Kershaw has been here and he's been ready to play. Um, so here's, like a, command is... here's the thing with Kersh. He just passed Don Drysdale for second all-time and most strikeouts in Dodger history. So congrats to him. That That is sick, man. So he passed Drysdale. He, all he has is Don Sutton ahead of him with 2,696 strikeouts, which – He's probably going to do within the next couple of years. He's 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 got to pass that for sure. Probably even next year. He's he's probably going to do that next year. He's only a two hundred and three strikeouts away. But yeah, sorry for cutting you off. But but dude, he's he's look he's still our n- number one, arguably two hundred and three strikeouts away from get. from the record. Man, that's history right there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're gonna probably see that. Uh, one day in the in the coming years. Hopefully, hope. we're there to see it. That's what yeah. I'm hoping. I hope we're 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 able to go to the stadium and and see it for ourselves. I hope LA Weekly gets the exclusive interview with him. We're gonna make that happen. 
We got to make that happen. He has that, like the, you know, the outer dugout. I want to be one of those guys that has, does the interview from the stands while everybody else has the headset in the dugout and they're (laughs) watching the game and they, and they'll like comment on the game when something happens. Like, you know, I'll talk about, Hey, Kershaw, how's your, uh, how's your curveball feeling? He'll be like, you know, Evan, it feels really good. Oh, come on. Bellinger, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it's feeling really good. You know, like I want to see that. I want that interaction to happen. But so, uh, so he had he had 11, 11 strikeouts yesterday. Great game. He the biggest thing that I think everyone is starting to notice and everyone's starting to talk about is that he has elevated a couple of uh, miles per hour on his fastball, which is. Is pretty huge. You th- you think maybe one or two miles per hour seems like nothing, but let me tell you where where the difference really lies here. The last couple of years, his velocity has declined, obviously, right? Sure. Let's say he's throwing ninety one, ninety two, whatever. He's he's gotten by with it. He's a genius pitcher. He knows how to get by. One of the ever, best to ever do it. But here's the thing: if you're if you're throwing 91, 92, and your off-speed pitch is coming in at 89, that's not a huge difference to the hitter. It obviously still worked for him, but it's not a huge difference in velocity, so they're not seeing a big cut from his slider. They're not seeing that much of a dip if from 91 to 89. But if he raises that, what he's doing right now, and you're seeing a little bit more cheddar on that fastball and he's throwing 94 at you. And then all of a sudden that slider's coming in at five or six miles per hour and looping in there. That's a lot harder to hit, believe it or not, just a couple miles per hour that totally messes with the, the hitters timing. So, well, I don't know what he did. I know but... what to do. You get a trash can. <laughs> yeah. And you bang on it a couple so that, times. So that, that definitely worked in 2017 for the Astros because I, I think I think Kirsch still had a pretty decent fastball at that time. And, yeah, I mean, who knew? Like, if you got buzzers I mean, on your even, chest. I feel like, I mean, even um, uh, his – They uh, had prolific timing, man. It's crazy when they what played them can do. Earlier in uh, – uh, when they played them at uh, – when they played them at Dodger Stadium, I feel like they might have had some, uh, some, something too with the guy that's on with Darvish, because oh, uh, they were all over him too. Uh, I, think was, I don't, I don't, I don't want to relive that man. Not right now. <laughs> uh, so my crazy. girlfriend, my girlfriend will tell you. Uh, maybe I'll have her come on the podcast and and talk about my meltdown, my actual <laughs> physical and mental meltdown of that game. Uh, I swore that I would never watch baseball again. (laughs) I was, uh, I, not my proudest moment. I I was technically there. Do you want to know how I was technically there? (laughs) Because I I drove down to the game, a sold out game. And I was hoping, uh, here's some insider Dodger stadium baseball right here. If you go and you line up, at the uh, at one of the the ticket booths, and you line up pre COVID pre COVID pre COVID yeah. So the, we're we're assuming this is regular season. Everyone's able to go. If if you line up to the ticket booth, there are season ticket holders who don't go to the games and don't need their seats. So what they do is that they sell off those tickets, and people in line can claim them. So I was hoping. Hey, Game 7, World Series, I've got nothing else to do. I'm driving down to the stadium. I'm trying to see if I could get one of these tickets because they've been selling for for previous games as well. There were people who actually, for some reason, didn't want to go or couldn't go to the World Series games, and the season ticket holders gave their tickets away, and and the Dodgers resold them to people in line. That was not the case. Uh, I did not, I did not get a ticket. <laughs> womp womp. But I was like, wait. Was, so you here's get a you didn't get a ticket when you waited for a ticket outside <laughs> of Dodger Stadium after the game had started on World Series. So it was Game Seven. It was. It was I, had, I find that hard to believe. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm lying. But yeah, I know, I, I know, dude. But I, I had Kudos to try. To you so, for trying. Yeah. So here, here's the here's the second thing I tried. I tried standing outside of the stadium 
and I was on StubHub seeing how low the tickets would drop after the after the game had started because StubHub they still they still sell you the tickets after like the first inning or two or something like that you know they're they're still on sale on the site so I was like all right what if someone's like trying to get rid of these tickets they're not selling and I can get me like a hundred fifty dollar seat or something and just be in the stadium for game seven when the Dodgers win I just want to see a sea of blue stand up yeah. When they win on the nosebleeds. That, like, that's I don't what even, I was, that's I don't what I was even thinking. I don't even want to stand up and look at anything. I just want to have my phone out and <laughs> yeah. just see everybody stand up. Like, So I was out there. I was refreshing over and over trying to see how low they would get. Bro, they were like still trying to cop sell them for 250 And I was like, come on, you got to go lower than that. <laughs> but yeah, it's so, crazy. It's so crazy. Darvish, I was listening to Darvish get cracked. <laughs> oh, while I, and then at a certain point i was just like it doesn't feel like it's gonna happen i think <laughs> i'm gonna save my money <laughs> yeah so well, i went out I hey, went it's out. funny because the dodgers said the same thing because oh. he wasn't after the dodgers you know he wasn't on the team after that yeah but but he's doing good. He's got the lettuce now. He's let he let the lettuce grow out. He's, he's, got, looking, he's, he's got his confidence back. It looks good, like he. Good. Well, dude, I, I like I said, I feel like they they might have had something on him that game. Yeah, you know man. whether it was like the buzzer or like some other thing. Like you know maybe they I mean? saw something. A Darvish has a history of tipping his pitches, so that doesn't help. And that was the before all the trash can stuff. That was what people were thinking that Darvish was tipping his fastball or something like that. I, I mean, it was three years ago. I remember watching videos and there was something he was doing with his glove that maybe could have tipped off the Astros, but also they're just cheap. There's a lot of so film on him. He's also been he's also been in the league for years. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, uh, and you know he he's a very methodical guy. So maybe it's just. Maybe they watched film, you know? I, I don't know, but it's ironic that those dudes end up getting caught for cheating. Yeah. So, whatever. Uh, it's neither here nor there. Focusing on this year. But, yeah, Kershaw, uh, Kershaw's looking good. Bueller has had a slow start. He, he had 11 Ks today. Yeah, so he looked – I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's going to be – he's going to be Bueller. He's going to come back. He looked good today, so he's going to – we don't have to worry about Bueller. He, he, he had a, a couple slow games. I wasn't worried about him. I knew that he was, he was going to get back into it, just like I know that Bellinger's going to get back into it. And uh, Muncie, Muncie will get his back going. So, yeah, it's Muncie's gonna... looking. Uh, Muncie's hitting like one, one something, one ninety something. Yeah, like I, I mean they, it's they're leading the league in homers. They're they're crushing the ball. the The starting pitching looks great. Would be so nice to have David Price, but you know, COVID, yeah, you breaking COVID, win. man. Yeah. Uh, but starting rotation looks good uh, for the most part. Um, once everyone's healthy, Gonsolin looks nice, which I think he's. Yeah, and their bullpen the also looks very good, too. Oh. Their bullpen's coming in right now. And bullpen's been doing pretty lights out. Yeah, with doing what it needs to do, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they had an ERA below two or three. Yeah, uh, man. So the, the bullpen is definitely a strength this year. And we we can't say that every year, but. Man, uh, obviously Joe Kelly, free Joe Kelly. He's free Joe he's, Kelly. He's out right now, but I mean, we've had we've had some some really good showings from Alexander. Gratterall's been hit a little bit, but I mean, I'm not gonna be mad at the guy. He throws 102 miles per hour. He's gonna yeah. <laughs> he'll be fine by the yeah. end of the year. Um, we got. But uh, speaking of free Joe Kelly, there were some interesting fashion statements from the rest of the league. That, was it was it Trevor Bauer or Trevor Bauer that wore the cleats? Uh, <laughs> free Joe Kelly cleats. With free Joe Kelly cleats with his frowny face. Yeah, that was great. Uh, he decided not to wear those because, of course, he the, put them on the gram though. So, so the league actually threatened. Does it matter if you don't wear them? Because I mean, you put them on the gram, dude. You're you put <laughs> so them on the gram. That's like he, your. I think that's, that's all like you your, your cosigning. 
I think he I think he knew what he was doing and that that's probably all he actually wanted to do. I think if he could have gotten away with wearing them, he he would have tried it, but he knew he was going to get that call and he did. MLB threatened to fine him. MLB threatened to suspend him and he said uh I'm leading the league in ERA. I'm not going to do that to my team. So these are cool shoes, but I'm not going to risk it and put my team in that position. Although it was hilarious those are those were great and he also offered to uh mail them to george springer of the astros if he wanted to <laughs> to own them he said oh. send me the addy and i'll ship them to you <laughs> which is great yeah that's a that's a that's a very that's a very welcoming and pleasant <laughs> he's a he's a, he seems like a nice guy uh, but yeah man uh, dodgers looking good everyone is I mean, considering everything that's going on, they're playing pretty lights out. Um, I'm, I yeah. can't be mad at the way they're they're playing right now. Um, before we before we get going, let's talk a little a little MLS. They MLS they started their season pre COVID, played a few games. Both LAFC and the Galaxy played three games before the pandemic happened, and obviously no one knew it was going to happen. They, they, they did a tournament in Orlando and they called it MLS is back. Uh, LAFC did pretty well in that galaxy. Not so much. Both teams had their biggest guys, Chicharito and uh, Carlos Vela. Neither of them uh, partook in that tournament. Vela will be back tomorrow for, the El Trafico game. El Trafico game. Is that like the freeway series? I'm not yeah, really familiar. Man. Yeah, that, that, that's their freeway series. Uh, it's, okay. uh, it's the Spanish version. Who's, who's, uh, <laughs> who, who is the underdog and who is the favorite? Okay, so Galaxy have not been playing very well. And their strategy has, over the last few years, has kind of been like bring in the big name and rely on him. It's kind of like the way they did when they brought in David Beckham. Okay. And so the last couple of years, is there a guy was, named Zoltan or something? He, like that? he, he left. He, okay. he, he, he grabbed the bag and left, but okay. to his credit, he was an older player and he played really well. And he was like making the league look like children. This dude is like six, six. He's an animal. And he was just, he was just destroying the league. And, it was pretty much him and and whatever else the galaxy could muster Dude, offensively. Six, it takes him like five steps to get across the field. <laughs> dude, seriously, I went to a game live and that dude was a giant. He looked like everyone else were, were like his children. Like he is uh, legitimately big, but he yeah. Where does so who did he play for? He played so, for LAFC. No, he was with the Galaxy. So okay, he was for the Galaxy. Okay. So this year, uh, what they try to bring in, his name is Chicharito Hernandez. He is he's a a Mexican league star. He very popular. Um, it was kind of surprising that that he came here. He was playing in Europe. I mean, when you're playing in Europe, that's the top of the top. That dude cried. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So he cried when he was telling his dad that he was going to, to the Galaxy. Um, and not so much to disrespect the Galaxy, but he was like, this is basically the twilight of my career. Uh-huh. I, I, I did what I could in Europe, and I, I, I crushed it as best as I could. And now I'm going <laughs> to the not-so-important league, unfortunately, <laughs> which is what it seemed like, you know? Yeah. It, 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 it sounds bad. But, though, but so, like, I, like, where would you rank Mexico in the European world? Like- okay, okay, so, so he, he played for Team Mexico, but as far as like his actual club that he played for, um, he was with. I have to double check it. It might have been Barcelona. Okay. Um, but so that's a really well known club. Yeah. So uh, let me let me double check. I'm not. But I'm not what gonna... I'm saying is is like compared like the way that he's telling his father, who is like a fan of his elite, like super elite soccer. Yeah. It might not be like it. Just might be like well. This is like subpar from what we're used to, but yeah. So he wasn't crying because he was sad or mad. He was crying because he was so emotional at, at what he had just done in his career. 
prior to that and he was just yeah. very overwhelmed so he he played where is it okay so he played for real madrid he was on a loan he played for manchester united those are two of the top yep. clubs out there uh sorry it was not barcelona that 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 was my bad. Uh, Man, and then you in Madrid are like, I'm, I'm picking one of those two if I'm playing FIFA. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, then he went down to like West Ham United, Sevilla, and now the Galaxy. So he's supposed to be that guy. He's supposed to replace. You know, that's Mata. really interesting because I wonder what that does to like the casual soccer fan and like the LA soccer fan that like, so like the hardcore soccer fan knows who Chicharito is yeah right? like they know who he is but i wonder what that does to the hardcore soccer fans that are like la galaxy fans yeah and i th- you know, i think they're stoked man i went to a that galaxy. would seem like that would be like the almost like the Derek jeter of the soccer world coming here right to play i th- i think that's a pretty good comparison Derek jeter so he so here's the thing galaxy fans are are very passionate LAFC fans are very passionate. I went to a, the actually, actually went to a traffic one of the Trafico games last year, um, and I was sitting with Galaxy fans, and I mean they're they're on it. They they were they're excited, dude. They were excited that Zlatan was on the team. They knew what he meant, and they knew that he was the offense. And unfortunately, they didn't really have much options after that. And so so. So for for this coming game and for the rest of the season, or for however, okay. So here's the thing: Chicharito's hurt right now. He didn't play in the tournament, so he's going to be hurt tomorrow. He's not going to be playing. So it's going to be interesting where the scoring is going to come from. That that can get ugly because LAFC is going to have Carlos Vela back, which is also a, a big Mexican star. So they're they weren't dumb. They're not dumb here in LA. They, they know the demographic here. They know that it, it, it's heavy Hispanic. They know that how big Mexican soccer is to Angelinos and they're trying to bring that magic to LA, obviously. So you bring in the Chicharitos, you bring in the Velas. Yeah. Velas been there from the in, induction of the, of LAFC. He's, he's fantastic. He's, top three goal leaders every every season so far so it's this could be a bloodbath man this is we're gonna i think it's gonna be a pretty rough season for the galaxy um they spend a lot of money on chicharito and he's when is he expected back they haven't said he i think he's he's starting to do some light work so fingers crossed he comes back you when you when you have a game like this, a rivalry game, you want to be at full strength. You want to have the best players out there. You want it to be a good match, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we might not get that tomorrow. Uh, we'll, it might be a surprise. I don't know. Maybe Galaxy will find some offense, but it's going to be rough because they spent a lot of money on Chicharito, and he's not playing so where the offense comes from. They still got problems at midfield. Well, we'll see what happens, but it, it might be, might be a bloodbath. LAFC might come out on top. Uh, they're not going to have that home field advantage. They're crazy crowd. I don't know if you've seen that crowd of theirs. It's, it's insane there. It's yeah. like a, it's like a European league crowd, which is unheard of in MLS. I, uh, so I've been to a, I they're bringing I've been that vibe. Guys. So I don't want to sound ignorant here, but they play in Carson. Yeah. Okay, so I've been to a Galaxy game, and yeah, it was one of the coolest, like, m- like more, more, like, the, the fans are more into it than they are at a Dodger game. It's fun, dude. Watching like, watching soccer games is fun, whether you're casual, whether you're hardcore, if it's your first time, if you're trying to learn. I, I definitely suggest going to a Galaxy game. I definitely suggest going to the new stadium out in uh, Inglewood to watch LAFC that that vibe is crazy out there um, yeah I went to one of their opening rallies over there and they are banging their drums they are singing for hours before the game and hours after the game it's a where, party, uh, dude. it's so where are they where are they playing tomorrow 
I believe tomorrow they're playing. They're going to, it's going to be LFC is going to be home. I believe um, whatever that means. <laughs> sure. so, yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't think is, I don't think. Well, the, obviously, I would argue, obviously it's like a newer stadium in Inglewood, but uh, not to take anything away from uh, the uh, facility out in Carson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the Galaxy Stadium is is real nice. I I dig it. Um, but yeah, man, we're 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 getting some MLS soccer back. It's it's basically the start of their year. They played three games. They did that tournament. They're they're starting their year out. It's definitely not in the same as where the NBA is right now, they're obviously deep into the playoffs or starting the playoffs. And so are, so is the NHL, which uh, I have no idea what's going on in the NHL. The Kings aren't in it. So I don't care. Yeah. Right. That's the, <laughs> that's, that's the thing, right? <laughs> that, and for hockey news in LA, the Kings didn't make the playoffs. It's it, nothing. See you next year. We have nothing to report on <laughs> hockey guys as we did last week. And the week before that, Still nothing on the Kings, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know. Do we? Do we have a Kings correspondent somewhere <laughs> that we don't know about? I don't know. Do we do uh, the Las Vegas Knights? Is that? I don't know. <laughs> that's that's close. That's <laughs> close to. Yeah. I mean, uh, we were just talking about going to Vegas, right? People are in Vegas. Or they're gonna. Yeah, people are in Vegas. I don't know, man. If you're uh, if you're gonna go to Vegas, I, I think you should probably wear a mask. But uh, it seems like. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's hot. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man. but <laughs> uh, it was. I, I don't know about. Uh, well, you, you, you live in the cooler side of things. I was over here dying 109 degrees. So I'm dying. I'm not gonna right. lie. I'm not gonna lie. It's still hot where I'm at, but I do have the benefit of being coastal. Yeah. Uh, but you know. It is I'm, what it is. I'm not going to lie. I want to wrap this thing up because I'm sweating, bro. Okay. <laughs> These okay. headphones are hot. For the sake of our listenership and Izzy's hydration, I'm going to cut this right in I'm the bench done, podcast. It is, uh, it is 11 p.m. and it is 80 degrees. I do. Yeah, it's hot. It's <laughs> we, hot. We did it, man. We talked Dodgers. We talked MLS. We talked A lot NBA going playoffs. on. Uh, there's a... Uh, um, and next time we're going to do a deep dive into uh, college football. Um, uh, we're not going to have UCLA or USC football this year. Oh, dude, uh, we didn't. Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't touch on that. But um, you know that deserves its own. Um, I think its own segment. I feel like uh, we're going to get deep in that one because they're apparently going to play football other places in the country. Um, That's where crazy. I'm at in Orange County. Um, the county just uh, was uh, has now been the third day that the county's been off the state's monitoring list, uh, and if it can do so for 14 days, they can start doing in-person uh, things, and we'll have another phased reopening. So, um, I don't see sports happening, man. I, I don't know. Sports not here. Is happening. Sports is happening. Well, uh, I mean, I mean, like high school sports and like sure. uh, school sports. Um, now, but if it, you, it could be a different story in the spring. So yeah, we'll have to so, uh, revisit that in the next episode. Uh, listen, if you haven't already, uh, go back to our last episode. We talked to the legendary Donovan McNabb. He 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 had a touching story about Kobe. Um, it was uh, anytime we talk about Kobe, it's heart wrenching. Obviously, he had he had a real. I don't I don't know if I've ever heard that story anywhere, and that no. was an exclusive here. Yeah, um, it was it was sweet. Uh, it was funny. Um, he talked about school sports. He, he coaches his kids. He, he, he knows a little bit about, about school sports. So we, yeah. we had a conversation about that and we talked about if he thinks there's going to be an NFL season. I, I'm still 50, 50, man. He says, he said that he believes it. Um, I think it'll start. I think they're going to do it. I, 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 you know, from, the way that I'm watching the NF, uh, the MLB do it, I don't think anything's stopping them. Uh, they're the, not going to have fans. I, you know, uh, they, I wouldn't even be surprised in the southern well, states of Texas. There are some teams, not here, obviously, because we can't do anything here in California. We can't do anything here in L.A. But the Patriots have said 
they might have 10% capacity at their stadium. See? I think maybe the Redskins, either it was the Redskins or the Chiefs, one of the offensive teams, I forget which one. Um, but one of the, one of them said that they were going to be at 10% capacity. Uh, but there's apparently wow. going to be fans at some wow. places. So <laughs> wow. we'll see how I, that I have, goes. I have friends that have, uh, have said if, the Chargers open their stadium or Rams open their stadium, they're there. Yeah, dude. I mean, I mean, uh, I don't necessarily think that would be dude, my first stop. I, I'm, I'm at the point where I, I get it, dude. Like it, it sucks being indoors, man. It sucks being indoors at a hundred degree heat. So I, 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 I get the mindset. No one wants to stay locked in it. They're taking the risk at this point. We we've seen the worst, man. So whatever, dude. If people want to go to stadiums, good on them. I'm staying home. Yeah, I'll tell you that. But you know what? I'm done. We're gonna stay home and we're gonna record these podcasts each week. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be ready. <laughs> we want y'all to tune in. So uh, enjoy the heat, y'all, and uh, we'll see you right stay in the cool, bench. Cool, man. Don't don't next it. time. No more power outages. We've had some no, rolling blackouts. Don't. I don't want. We that need. Anymore. My we parents need got evacuated. Oh. My parents got evacuated in Fairfield. Their house is okay. Everything's fine. My dad said they were out power for uh, like three days. He said it came on today. He was able to watch the Dodger game and turn on the air. Okay. So uh, that's good. But uh, stay safe out there, y'all. It's crazy, and uh, we'll ride the bench with y'all next time. Thanks for listening, guys. Where can we find you, Ev? at that's that fuego on all platforms look for me on twitter at isai rocha i-s-a-i-r-o-c-h-a if you want to follow me on instagram i guess you can follow me at izzy underscore serious i uh i'm active on both honestly uh (laughs) you might even get on his close friends list and get that green circle yeah man well we'll see i'm on that part you earned it, man. You've earned hey. it. Especially after this episode. You've earned yeah, it, man. Let's go. <laughs> All right, guys. That's our All time. Right, Thanks for joining us. Until next time. Later.